What's up ninjas? Tim from Exposure Ninja here. Welcome to another episode of the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. I'm Head Ninja at Exposure Ninja, which is a digital marketing agency, and this show is all about helping you to generate more leads and sales online. Now, many of you know that Exposure Ninja kind of got our start really because a book that we wrote about SEO took off and became a bestseller. And most of the sales that we've generated to date have been online. That book has gone on to make us millions um, through uh, yeah through people reading it and then reaching out and that's how many of you will have found this podcast in the first place but we've never really been that conscious about how we've promoted it so what I wanted to do is bring someone onto the show who could give our book listings on Amazon a bit of a review now for many of you you will have had the Exposure Ninja free website and digital marketing review where we kind of get your website up on screen and rip it to pieces and show you how it could all be better well Dave Chesson our guest today is going to do exactly that but with our books so it's a bit of a chance for us to eat some humble pie and listen as someone tears our book listings on Amazon apart completely so I hope you enjoy it's certainly really useful Dave runs Kindlepreneur which is a business that basically helps um, business owners to get books published and make them a bestseller to, to grow their business so from the impact that books have had on Exposure Ninja I can certainly vouch for the strategy um, and certainly writing those books has, uh, has completely changed our lives here at EN. So I hope you enjoy this <laughs> a little uncomfortable viewing for me at times but really useful nonetheless so enjoy this episode with Dave Chesson. Dave, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much. It's really good to be here. So for people who don't know you, who are you? What do you do? How do you make money? Sure. Well, uh, I started off as a guy trying to write a book and get it on Amazon and realize it's a really big world out there. And so there's a reason why some authors get in front of shoppers and there's a reason why others don't. And from there, I was able to really analyze it and figure out the market. Book started taking off. And then I created a website called kindlepreneur.com as well as software called Publisher Rocket that helps authors to understand the book marketing world. Since then, I've been able to work with some of my all-time favorite authors like Orson Scott Card or Ted Decker, Kevin J. Anderson, uh, as well as being a consultant for major publishing companies. So it's been a real dream come true. Killer. And we're going to do something slightly different on this episode because rather than just talk, you're actually going to rip apart some of our books, right? Yeah, pretty much. You know, (laughs) you said free game so I said okay sounds, sounds like plan <laughs> before we get into that maybe we could talk about the uh, kind of some of the strategy behind using a book obviously listeners will know the Exposure Ninja books and how we've used books to kind of we've used them as lead generators right get a b- b- book on a bestseller ranking and you just talk about what your company does and then people get in contact with you when they realize how intimidating the whole thing is and then that's kind of what we used to grow our business for the first five years so what sort of businesses are best placed to profit from books like this yeah well let's for i want to first start talking about the individual themselves right so sometimes we hear we as marketers understand you know that there are a lot of people doing books or that there are all these you know things that are out there here's the thing though the regular market does not understand that Mm. (laughs) a personal story was is that when i was a writer and i was leaving my full-time job to do this uh, every day, my grandmother did not understand it. She thought I was insane and she thought this was ridiculous and she thought I was stupid. No kidding. Then I told her, her name's Muzzy. I was like, Muzzy, you know, you do understand I'm a five-time best-selling author, right? 
And after that, she has never asked me if I needed money. She has never told me it was stupid. Like she, to this day, tells all of her bridge club uh, friends how her grandson, this one grandson out of many, uh, is the best-selling author. It's just carries so much with it. And mm. now you can take that into business. A great story of this was uh, I worked with a lawyer out of Seattle and he specialized in uh, DUIs, which is driving under intoxication. And what ended up happening was he wrote a book that was sort of like, what do you do when you get a DUI? Because after all, that was like the number one question his clients would ask him when they're trying to find a lawyer to represent them is what should I expect? What's gonna happen? What, what should I do now? And when he, he, he didn't even write the book, he got his paralegal to basically compile his notes, sit in on a couple of meetings and put together this incredible book that gives them the ABCs to, you know, a DUI process. He did a couple of aspects to make it so that, you know, he selected the right categories. And next thing you know, he was the number one bestseller on Amazon for that subject matter. Here's what it did for him though. Every time somebody come, gets a DUI, right, they're gonna look at other lawyers. They're gonna figure out which one's the best. At first, most clients can only say, well, he's got a better degree, or I maybe heard mm -hmm. something about this guy. But when they went to visit this person, instead of getting the generic business card that you could just throw away in the trash or a little pamphlet, which is like whatever, he would hand them his best-selling book on the subject matter. That book was full of the information that that client needed. Mm -hmm. And one of the cool things he told me later was every one of his future clients from that point on were better educated and they were better clients to have. They knew what was coming. They didn't need as much hand-holding. So he had higher conversion rates and apparently, according to him, he tripled his, conver his conversions wow. for people coming in the door just from the book itself. He had better clients. And then because of this as well, he started getting uh, requested to speak at dinner events, at uh, conferences, to talk about it. At He also became closer with the police department, so he kind of got on their list uh, in a good way. But he And he also made networking with other lawyers as well because he had to re refer some people that would contact him after reading their book to another lawyer, which means he got referral, freeze, referral fees. So for this guy, he stuck out in the market. Hmm. He got more sales. He got better clients and his reach and networking just exponentially increased. And it was just from the book itself. And I think that with anybody out there who has a market, who has a service that has authority or anything, that book can be a major component to helping you to do all of those things and not just one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's like the ultimate positioning tool, isn't it? He literally wrote the book on it. He did. And he's the bestseller on it. I yeah. mean, who would you want to choose? This guy who's just a lawyer or this guy who wrote the book on it, mm. you know, and has that title. And by the way, too, the title itself is something that you can always put on your resume, on your, you know, on your landing page, on your bio. It's there. You earned it. And mm. that can be a great credential. I think there's the it's interesting that you say, like taking your grandmother, for example, a lot of people assume that writing a book and making it a bestseller is like this extraordinary thing that just requires mammoth amounts of effort. But what I always say to people, it's like a 40,000 word word document with a cover uploaded through KDP. And that's pretty much it. That's your book, right? This doesn't need to be some massive life chapter this is just one marketing strategy and it's not that intimidating once you actually do it 
No, it really isn't. And like I said, with that example, that lawyer didn't write it. Yeah. His paralegal put together his notes and the things he was doing, sat in on some meetings, and next thing you know, he had exactly what he needed. Another thing too is about the bestseller status in Amazon. Right now in the Amazon US market, there are 16,000 plus categories on Amazon, okay? To be an Amazon bestseller, you just need to be the best-selling book that day for that particular category. So choosing a category can be a real difference maker between mm. whether or not it's nailed it, got bestseller status just like that, or may the force be with you, you better be a marketing genius to get bestseller in that particular category. And mm. that's a huge step, is just finding the right category. But again, compiling your notes, choosing the right category, and you really could hit that that mark, that check in the box. Cool. Um, how best to do this? Do you want to head over to Amazon and start ripping us to pieces now? Let's do it. <laughs> so Dave, when you're analyzing a book or an author, where do you start? Are you starting on a product page? Are you starting on the author page? Well, if the author's written a couple of books, I want to go to their author page. Okay. The reason being is, is that first off, having an author page is very important. It gives a lot of legitimacy to you as an expert, but on top of that too, it allows you to put more information on your book's sales page. And that's when you click on the book itself. So starting here, I'm on your author page and I think you've done a great job. You have a professional picture. That's a good picture. It's, um, if you were if you were writing about cats, that would not be a good picture, right? <laughs> and you have to understand that this picture needs to to represent who you are. For my lawyer friend, he was in a business suit. But for me, you know, writing about mine on book marketing, I should not be in a suit. My mm -hmm. people are not, you know, um, professional, but more or less like, you know, retired age. And you just want to think about, do I represent what I'm trying to teach? So starting there, and it's funny, is that about 80% of authors really do this poorly they find some random picture on facebook and they throw it up there am i really going to want to buy your book on how to you know get to the top of google if you look like some schmuck that got out of out of bed and threw on some pajamas you know and took a picture no yeah. so i think you really nailed that and that's a good that's a good part i feel uh, like also, you're buttering me up ready for some bad news but carry on i'm loving it <laughs> well you know i've read a couple sales copy books i mean i'm just kidding <laughs> no uh, but the truth is, is that you've done a lot of good things and we're going to start with those. And then I want to talk about some ways to tweak. So you're about uh, Tim Cameron Kitchen. The, the thing about this is you did a great job. This is very professional information that you're trying to put out there. And I think you've done a good, a good job in listing your credentials. However, I'm going to say that maybe that's not always the case for many people. Okay. If you're writing a fiction book or something like that, you should not make it sound like a resume. If you're writing a, a book about, you know, a memoir or self-help or something like that, it really should in bring in a human emotion to it and shouldn't come across as resume. But in this case though, yours should be a bit of a resume. I should be able to read this and say, this guy knows what he's talking about and he's not some schmuck that just woke up and decided to write a book to make money. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you've nailed that there as well. I also love the fact that you have included your author updates in your blog post. This is another indicator that you're always in work on the topic and I can see this. So you've linked that to your author page and that's excellent. Looking at the books themselves, we'll, we'll, we're going to jump into one particular one at a time. But I will say that I do like to quickly scroll through here and see what books you have listed. Sometimes I'll find a random book that is not yours mm. or shouldn't be in there. And so you want to clear that out. 
I don't know if you wrote this uh, paid to play drums. I did a very um, long time ago. If I would say that if that's not making any money, you might want to remove it from yeah. being connected to your author page. Because what it would tell me as a client is that if I'm scrolling down here, uh, at least it gives me a little insight. It's like, all right, cool. You must have, you must have started here. And sure enough, it was like 2010. But it throws me off for a bit because maybe I'm yeah. thinking I'm on the wrong guy. Hmm. Why is that there? When I was working with uh, Michael Hyatt, we were editing his author his author page. And apparently he had forgotten that way back in the day he wrote a book on Y2K. I don't know if you guys remember that. And if you don't, <laughs> don't say that or else I'm dating myself here. But it was his first ever book was Y2K. And he about flipped out when he realized that his Y2K book was still showing. So, you know, immediately took it off, immediately made it disappear. And, you know, it really helped out, but it was just, it was hilarious. So I love to come here and check, and I would definitely recommend just getting rid of paid to play drums because that muddies up the water. This turns you from, I'm a, I'm a professional digital marketer to all of a sudden, I started by making money with drums, you know, mm -hmm. or, or something of that magnitude. Or maybe I still do that, and maybe my brain split. Maybe I sometimes work on marketing or not. It dilutes your authority, so yeah. I'd take that out of there. Got okay. It. All right. Otherwise, though, I think you've done a good job. I love that there's a bit of branding. I can kind of tell that most of these books are a bit connected, um, but we're going to get into some of the covers in a bit. I think that they're a bit congested um, and we're going to we're going to look at some of your competitors and see what they did differently that I think was also better. But let's go ahead and uh, jump into your first book, which is how to get to the top of Google. So I've come to what I call the books sales page, okay? And this is the page that people will see when they click on your book. Um, and I'm very specific by saying that because I talk about your sales page conversion rates and this is it right here, okay? I love your your title. At least I, I understand what this book is. A lot of people try to get cutesy with their title. You know, they hear these really cool things. And what I tell people is, is that especially in nonfiction, if I can't look at your cover and read just your title and know exactly what I'm going to learn from this book, then you've gone way too far. You have gone too cutesy. So I can tell this book will help me to get to the top of Google. Excellent. Um, the next part, your subtitle. Personally, if I were working with you on creating it, and I wouldn't recommend changing your subtitle now that you have it, but I'm not a big fan of the subtitle. I do like that you've made it clear and simple that this is, you know, a guide that will give you enough. This is going to be easy, not super crazy. No, you don't have to be an advanced ninja or anything, but I'll get you there. So I do like that. You've given them a time scale of, you know, hey, the Hitchhiker's Guide to SEO. You know, like this is yep. the easy guide to it. And I love that you have the word SEO because doing a quick bit of Amazon research, the words SEO and how to get to the top of Google are definitely two of the main ones in there. So it's nice that you have your keywords inside of both. But I feel like we could have added a bit more emotional aspects to your subtitle. You know, when I talk about creating a subtitle, I say that you should be creating ones, um, you know, that that use the pain point, you know, of the of the market, that use the elation of accomplishing it and then making sure they understand what they'll get out of it so one could have maybe have made this a bit more uh shall we say sales copy in the subtitle mm -hmm. but again i think ultimately you've nailed it with your cover and you've nailed it with your title let's go ahead and look at at your book description one thing that's really important for people to understand is when you write a book description 
this above the fold is by far the most important thing uh, that should exist. We call it the hook, the book description hook, because you, it's basically a very tiny percentage of people that look at this page are gonna find this tiny little link down here that says read more mm. and click it so as to read more, okay? Now, I would say you definitely need to clean this up. Um, first off, you're probably, you probably have a lower percentage of people clicking on that link because, and let me show you again when I find it all the way down here, is that when I see this statement, it doesn't make me think there's more to be read. Yeah. You have too much of a space between this top part and the next part. So I bet if I were to compare your book to others, a lower percentage of people are even reading this. And since you guys are phenomenal in your marketing, this is probably something you want people to see. You want them to read it. Absolutely. Otherwise, you know, if you were like, you didn't know sales copy, you didn't know marketing or anything like that, then maybe it's just best to stick with this one statement, but not for you guys. So I would kill off the sentence and show people that there truly is more to be read. Okay. Mm -hmm. Another thing is, is that this feels like there's too much spread here and people are, I always say that, especially on shopping, people are lazy. They're going to quickly scroll down and they're going to look to see, they're probably going to only read these. I don't think anybody's really going to read this stuff in here. Mm. So when I tell people for nonfiction, when you're writing your book descriptions, your bullet points have to be amazing. And your H2 tags or your bigger words or your bolder words, those need to be the best phrases possible. Okay. So I would spend a lot more time in developing these as well as your bullet points. Okay. I think you've got a lot of good stuff in here, but if I were just to scroll and not read through, I'll tell you what I see. Okay. The best selling SEO book in history, now updated. Beautiful. Love that hook. Nailed it. Comes with free bonuses over and okay, well, this is American market, so I'd be like, ah, okay, <laughs> yeah. maybe it's maybe it's European SEO, so it's not for me. Yeah, yeah. I would try to remove anything that delineates that you're European or that you know you're American or whatever, so that anybody in any market that sees this doesn't think they're automatically excluded because they're not using that value. Okay. Yeah. So I would change that for that purpose, but otherwise this is great because this makes me feel like I'm getting more. Now I'm going to scroll and I'll see number one in advertising, number one, okay. I don't know what number one is because I didn't read this up here. Yeah. How to get to the top of Google. Okay. Uh, we could probably make that a bit more sales copy, you know, like how to get to the top of Google and what? What do I get when I get to the top of Google, you know? Or we'll make you, you know, SEO experts in five easy steps and then have the five bullet points. The point is you want to drive me to say, okay, this section does this um, and, and I'm excited about it. Uh, the next one, go behind the scenes of some incredible business growth stories. Okay, that's probably cool because I, I love the fact that you guys have examples, but I think that could be updated as well uh -huh. to be a bit more uh, on top of it. Learn how to rank your website. I think we've kind of got that. It should be up here a bit more. And about Tim and Exposure Ninja, which I think this is great. But one thing I would add to uh, this is a little little hack. We did a uh, heat map of customers coming to an Amazon book sales page. And the way that we did a heat map, we con we contracted this company. We had like a thousand people that, and we paid a lot of money for this, but we had a thousand people go to this special computer and the computer would actually monitor their eyes and where their eyes looked at, at what point in the page. That's how we could do a heat map on Amazon. And what we noticed was, that was huge, was that if they did click on that little link, 
the biggest spot where they would usually do something or interact was the last sentence, okay? Mm. And it was like when the last sentence was bold and had a clear call to action, we saw that the next step people would go is they'd move up to the buy button. But when it wasn't there, they would keep scrolling down further, needing more incentive to go back to the buy button. So I would definitely make your last phrase be the boldest it is and, and a bit bigger and say something to the lines of like, you know, currently at a low value, but in the future, you know, could be, you know, could be increased. Yeah. Pick up the book now. That's still okay in inside of Amazon's terms and conditions because you didn't say it's on sale, um, but you can hint towards increasing the price soon. So now you've added some urgency and you've made them say, you know what, just just pay this, what is it? Um, pay this $8 and get the book now before it increases? Cool. And you will see higher conversions. Or in this case, $2.99 for the Kindle version. Okay. So just to recap on what we've talked about, I think you've got a good tide, uh, title. I think you've got a good book cover. I would have worked on a bit on the subtitle, but that's fine. Definitely kill off the space here where it's talking about, you know, in between the best selling. So you'll get people to actually click on the link and read more. Remember people scroll, they're lazy, they don't read through because they're shopping. They can just click back and look at the next one. So everything you make bold and big has got to be the best words you can come up with. All right. Mm -hmm. And then finally, Make sure you've got a dark, you know, big lettered call to action that tells them just buy the book now. It's only two ninety nine. Get it now before we increase it. All right. Love that. Yeah, it's exactly what we do on a website, but I can't believe we haven't done it in our Amazon product description. Crazy. Yeah, the call to action is insanely effective, and it's it's funny as nobody thinks to do it on a book. It's but we we've got the marketing data to prove it. All right. So the next thing is, is I love the fact, and this is one thing that any author out there, if you have an author central account, you can create editorial reviews. And the beautiful thing about editorial reviews is that you can put anything you want. Amazon's terms and services says you could even have your mother leave a editorial review. It does not matter to them. So be sure to use this because this here is your time to have the reviews you want. Now, one thing I'm going to to add to this is that I would definitely, you can still use HTML for this section. As you can see, you did it for today, right? You bolded mm. that word. I would bold the people because what's funny is I'm not going to probably read these, but I wanna see who it is that says this. Now with your industry, I'm kind of shocked that you don't have, um, yeah, I'm just gonna put it out here, but you have connections. You have people that run businesses. I would expect to see, especially with the credentials I read on this page, to have either names I'd recognize or the name, comma, and who they are or what they do. Because when I'm scrolling through here, I don't know what uh, Libra photographics are or MG Stoner Mm -hmm. <laughs> or Paul Potham, right? That means nothing to me as a regular shopper who just found your book. So find the right people to put in here. And even if they're not famous, then put what it is they do, yeah. you know, CEO of such and such company. And that will mean way more. And you would be surprised at how many people really do take this into consideration, especially if you have put yourself as an authority. I mean, if you don't have somebody that I can't recognize or a position that I can't recognize as being legit, um, I may just dis, you know, discredit what you've got so far just on that 
aspect there. Yeah, for sure. We just took the best reviews that people had left on Amazon and put them there. But you're right. We, there's no there's no positioning. We haven't given those people any sorts of credibility at all, have we? It's it's crazy. No. Yeah. You've this is this to me is 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 jaded. You know, it's, yeah. it's it might have been the best reviews, but I want to hear people in the industry. Yeah. You yeah. Know? I want to find the the CEO, the head of marketing, the this guy that that that, that I can say the right person. This is the kind of person that I am mm. or that I want to be. And he read the book and he said, that's awesome. Cool. Otherwise I got nothing. Yeah. Love All it. right. From the author. I think that this is a, actually a really good job. I think that you did a great job of being a bit personal. Um, and yet continuing to make sure that everything you wrote was, was well within your authority. So this is for any of our any of the people out there that are listening. It, I would highly recommend really crafting a good from the author as well, and making sure that it reminds the reader that you truly are the right, you know, authority for that subject. Uh, same thing with your bio. You're actually going to see more people read the bio thanks to the picture than they will from the author. But you'd be amazed at how many people want to look at your reviews, especially if you're an authority. Okay. Mm -hmm. And finally. You know, this is this is a bit hard to to kind of maneuver, but reviews from readers are extremely important. Uh, if you there's a whole bunch of marketing tactics that we talk about in Kindlepreneur.com where it will help authors to increase the number of reviews they get naturally, as well as ways to um, affect those reviews. But otherwise, I think you've done pretty good job here. I wouldn't be too worried. The only thing I think that's that's a bit of a standback is that. When we talk about Google and ranking at the top, yeah. one thing I want to make sure is that this isn't old information, right? It, it will. It might even help to add in your subtitle something like 2019 or 2020, mm -hmm. you know, 2019 to 2020, because I need to know that I'm not reading 2014 information back when, you know, Google page rank was huge or, you know, <laughs> or that they're, they're saying put as many of the words as possible like that could kill. So I think making sure that this is the most recent thing possible and it really is updated uh, is going to be important. And one thing that that stops me is I look and your reviews are back from 2014. Yeah. Uh, you know, and 13 and 13. And these are the top ones they show. So, OK, there's a 2019. Great. But I would say that especially for a book that needs to be as up to date as possible, making sure that you have a continuous stream of, of reviews can be very important. So I, I want to ask you about that because some of since we released this book and since we talked about it there's been some other kind of knockoff versions which of course is to be expected mm -hmm. the reviews that some of them have and they are terrible books the reviews that some of them have are like five stars average on over 200 reviews so part of me thinks there's absolutely no way those are legit is that Probably. a thing yeah um the truth of the matter is, is that Amazon's gotten a bit better about it, but I would say maybe two or three years ago, there used to be a lot of services where you could pay money and they would get you fake reviews. Um, there were those serv same services would also go and put negative reviews on competitors. Hmm. However, though, a couple of years ago, Amazon realized that this was a really big issue and they sued a bunch of those companies and they actually put some people in jail as well. And wow. after that, a lot of those companies have dried up and Amazon's been really quick to like attack anybody who they believe is selling reviews. Now, that doesn't mean that it still doesn't happen. Uh, technically, you'll see people on Fiverr that will pop up and leave some reviews, you know, until Fiverr gets after it. And by the way, Fiverr was one of the companies that got that Amazon got after and said flat out, we will crush you if you don't start <laughs> taking a stand and stopping wow. these people. 
So yeah, I mean, it got that big. But you know, the, the fact of the matter is, is that there are, there are a lot of great ways, especially if you have clients, if you have um, people on your email list, uh, it can be a huge thing. You have an offer that comes with free bonuses worth over, you know, 400, mm -hmm. including an expert, et cetera. I take it that you have to sign up to get this, correct? Yeah, you do. Yeah. Well, some of them you do. You basically, there's a one the, the landing page for the book is where you fill in your email address and then you get lifetime updates and you get the review and you get some software free of charge that you'd normally have to pay loads for. Great. And you know what? I would definitely make it that um, if you were to update the book itself, make sure that that is inside the book multiple times as they read the con the content. Mm -hmm. uh, I love to weave inside of my books that, you know, like I'll talk about this one thing and say, hey, you know, be sure to go to this link so that you can download this thing, you know, or a checklist on exactly what we covered in the next chapter. Uh, but one thing that would 100% help you, especially with the number of reviews, is that I take it when these people sign up, you probably have an autoresponder system set up, correct? Absolutely, yes. Outstanding. Is there one particular email that is sent to them that asks for a review. Yes. Okay. And how do you go about that? Uh, we say, please leave a review. It really helps. We'd very much appreciate it. And then here's a link to Amazon US or Amazon UK to do it. And does that link, where does it point to? It points to the product page on Amazon. Okay. We're gonna change that. Here's two things that will help you dramatically increase the number of reviews you get. Number one, make the link point to the actual review of that book, okay? Right. So don't make them go to the sales page and then click on the customer reviews. If I click on customer reviews, all right, now watch this. If I click on write a customer review, this page that's opening, oh, yeah. okay? Just send them to this page. now. One quick thing is, is that you're going to have to do, you'll have to tweak this URL up at the top and I've got kind of instructions on Kindlepreneur on how to do it, but you're going to take out a couple of things because if you send this link to somebody else, it might not work. But once you shorten this down to something, I think it's a create review and I think it kills off. Yeah, it's going to kill everything like right up to that ampersand. Yeah, that'll be it. Yeah. Um, that will take them directly to the, so that way you're not making them hunt for the review. Okay. Got it. That's one thing. Another thing, if you really want to drive up your reviews, is that you can also send um there's there's a there's one tactic that's that crushes it you'll get your 100 reviews pretty quickly on this one this is if you want to do it but you can create a giveaway okay and you can do like king sumo or something like that and you say hey you know get a free blah 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 package or something like that um we're doing a giveaway all you need to do is just click this link and you're entered into the giveaway now that link will take you to the review page of my book and hey, while you're there, if you liked it, go ahead and leave a review. The way that I just phrased it is 100% within Amazon's terms and services because they are entered into the giveaway just by clicking the link. Yeah, right. You didn't say you're now entered in the giveaway because you left a review, okay? Well, if I click on that link and I'm entered, that's cool, awesome. Might as well just leave a review, I read your book. So one of the things that, that a lot of authors, especially after they do a launch, is that they'll send out an email to their to the people who purchased or signed up or their their um, their street team or what have you, and they'll have this sort of giveaway. And next thing you know, they'll have like 25 plus, you know, five star reviews or you, know, you can have a lot of options going your way. So that's one way I'd recommend to really increase your reviews. Love that. Love that. And what was All the right, tool now, that you mentioned that you used to run that type of thing? King Sumo. Uh, King Sumo. 
is definitely one of them. Uh, what I love most about it is they manage the whole legality of it. Um, just saying that you're going to do a giveaway, a random, you know, lottery giveaway, technically it's illegal. At least in the U.S. it is. I, I can't speak on the European uh, nations, but in the U.S. you can't do that. You have to have something that has legal backing, and King Sumo makes it so that you're legally good to go, since they do all the required things to make it legal. Awesome. All right. One thing that I want to uh, go in next to is that now that, uh, let's kind of do a recap. All right. We talked about your author page and some of the importance is there. We dove deep into one of your books, which is how to get to the top of Google. And there's definitely some recommendations inside of that as well. One of the things I want to talk about is how are you showing up in Amazon? Okay. Now, if I go to, I already did a, a look and I use incognito mode so as to make sure that that um, Amazon doesn't use my personal information or previous shopping habits mm -hmm. uh, to rank this. So this is what we call the, the Amazon SERPs, a search engine results page. I typed in your title, how to get to the top of Google. And you know what, you got some people that are, that are definitely copying, okay? Notice that in this case, and this is US, and I chose Kindle Store, how to get to the top of Google search, a practical SEO guide by Richard Conway is number one. And yours is how to get to the top of Google, the plain English guide to SEO is ranked number three. And this one that doesn't even have it in the title is beating you at number two. In the US market, this means that basically uh, you've lost relevance in Amazon's eyes, but you're mm. still there. If I type in SEO, it's probably not showing up. Mm. Here is a, a hack that will help you, okay? Um, if you know of people who are going to buy the book, Okay, and if there is anybody listening to this episode or watching us and you decide that you want to get to the top of, of Google and you want to buy this book, do not click a link, okay? Instead, do a favor, go to Amazon.com, type in how to get to the top of Google, and then select his book and purchase it. That signal right there tells Amazon that, hey, when people type this in, they're not selecting this one. They're not selecting this one. They select and buy this one. And therefore, that will shoot you up to the top of the SERPs. That is the number one indicator on why you should be at the top. Now, a lot of people will say, well, that's just going to make the, you know, it's going to make the system suck, right? You know, if, if, if his book doesn't deserve to be at the top, you know, we're just ruining the system. Here's what happens. Amazon will say, okay, wow, look at this. All right, we'll put Tim's book at the top. Let's see how it happens. Then when normal people that don't know Tim or whatever come to Amazon and they type this in, they're going to have a much higher chance of clicking and purchasing his book. But if his book cover isn't good or his title isn't good or all those things we just talked about, they won't select it and they'll select the next book. And then you will revert back to where you were. So to recap on this, I would say that if you know people are going to buy your book or if you're trying to convince people to buy your book that will uh, just telling them go, to go to Kindle Store or to Amazon and type it in, that will help your Amazon search rankings incredibly. Love that. And that's basically click-through rate manipulation, which is an SEO tactic for Google as well. If you want someone to, if you want to improve the ranking of your website, you improve the meta description so that more people click on it. Google sees that higher click-through rate as an indicator of relevance and up you go. So it sounds like Amazon's using many of the same kind of SEO principles as Google. Yes, and to, to say it between the two though, like the super, super number one for Amazon is just that. 
So if you are able to, you only need like three or four purchases to happen, you'll be number one. You could even do that with the term SEO guide. Um, you know, it will take just a bit and you will shoot right up to the top because that is the number one factor to Amazon's A9 algorithm, the name of their, their search engine, A9. Uh, so that's one key way to definitely go about that, especially to bring back or bring up relevance and get your book mm. back into the spotlight of the shoppers. Love that. Love that. That's fantastic. All right. So we've sorted out our description. We've run some giveaways to generate more reviews. We've done some, not click-through rate manipulation, but we've encouraged people to search for the book rather than going straight through a product link. Where do we go now? My last thing is, and I think this is a, a very strong marketing effort for keeping your book relevant in Amazon's eyes, is setting up Amazon ads. Uh, it used to be called AMS, now it's just Amazon advertisement, but it's very easy for you to basically do a pay-per-click system where instead of trying to manipulate or move your book up to the top, you can pay Amazon to put your book at the top. Your book will show up for this term. Your book will show up for anybody who's into SEO. Uh, this can be extremely powerful because you only pay Amazon if somebody clicks on your book and somebody would only click on your book if they're interested in that topic. So it's a really good market. The other thing that I love about Amazon ads too is that you're only advertising to people who've already decided they want to buy a book on SEO. Mm. You're just getting your book in front of them. And finally, the last thing, and this is the most important thing I think about Amazon ads, is that when you set up Amazon ads, okay, Amazon's A9 algorithm doesn't differentiate of whether or not the purchase came from an ad or came naturally. All it sees is that this book is selling well and that it's more alive and that it should keep up its relevancy because people continue to buy it and like it. So what ends up happening for a lot of authors is that they'll set up their Amazon ads and maybe you know they didn't do a lot of work in their Amazon ads, they just threw it up there. They may see some, some sales coming up from it, but when they look at their analytics for their entire sales, they'll see their entire sales go up because Amazon sees its life and it starts to rank it better. So any authors out there that are looking to learn how to do Amazon ads, I actually have a full free course on that. Uh, you can just go to amscourse.com. And I mean, it's 100% free and it's a full video course showing you everything you need to know. Phenomenal. Dave, this has been really insightful. We're gonna head straight over to KDP and start smashing out some changes. Of any of the things that you've been advising us today, different for physical books and audio books that are being listed or is everything pretty much playing by the same rules? From a conversion tactic, I think it's playing from the same rules. Uh, however though, from a marketing tactic, it's a bit different. You can set up um, Amazon ads specifically for books or specifically for eBooks at the moment you can't for audible however though if you do have an audible book and you're advertising a physical book do understand that people will click on your ad and decide to buy the audible book because that's the format they love most i don't click on one book or another because one's an audible and one's a book mm. i'll hopefully see that they offer the other format that i prefer inside so i wouldn't worry too much about that but just to be specific you can't advertise audible yet got it got it Dave, this has been super useful. Where do people go to find out more about you and sign up for whatever free next step call to action you have, which is gonna get you, get them in your list and on their inevitable journey to buying a course from you? Yeah, well, if anybody has any questions on anything we talked about, you can always go to kindlepreneur.com. That's like Kindle Entrepreneur, kindlepreneur.com. 
go to the contact me page and shoot off an email and be more than happy to respond. And if you're interested or so, you can take that full free video course on Amazon ads and just by going to amscourse.com. And presumably that course is good for people that are selling physical products through Amazon as well, whether it's like FBA or something like that. It doesn't just have to be books. No, I would I would say that would probably be a bit of waste of their time specifically because we designed it to be truly about the books themselves. And a lot of the differences in, in Amazon advertisement for books or for physical products are very different. They have a lot of like other things they offer for the physical products. One final question, Dave, for someone who's been listening to this thinking, yeah, this sounds great, but I'm not ready to write a book yet. What do you say to them? Well, that that lawyer guy didn't write his book either. I mean, the fact of the matter is, is that in your industry, you have a lot of knowledge, you have a lot of notes, you have a lot of things that you probably got together. You're probably not starting from square one and you're definitely not sitting down to have to research and learn a new subject. So I would say you've already got it there. Just kind of compiling it and putting it together and taking some extra steps, you can reap the benefits from it all. Dave, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for joining us and everybody, thank you for tuning in.